This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on the future of communication in financial compliance. This podcast series is sponsored by Varent, and my guest throughout this series is Phil Fry, Vice President and General Manager of Financial Compliance Strategy at Varent. Over this series, we'll take a deep dive into the current status of communications in financial institutions, how or how not to be compliant, an analysis and insight into this arena, how to avoid accentuating the negative and the human element down the road in compliance. I know you will find this series incredibly useful and important for, first, a word about our sponsor, Varent. For years, Varent Financial Compliance has led the way with market-leading solutions for communication capture and interaction data analysis to help financial firms prevent compliance issues proactively. Today, when digitalization, hybrid working, and the proliferation of communication channels across all companies present increasingly complex challenges, Varent is again pioneering AI-powered speech recognition, transcription, and communication profiling capabilities for these difficulties. For more information or to book a demo, visit Varent.com. In this fifth and concluding episode, we take a look at the human element in communications compliance and what may be down the road in 2030 and beyond. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for our concluding episode in our five-part exploration of the future of communication and financial compliance. As always, joined by Phil Fry. Phil, first of all, welcome back. Thank you very much, Tom. Phil, this uh, concluding episode really hits on a topic that I have been talking about in a wide variety of compliance arenas, particularly since the explosion of AI, and that's human compliance. In previous podcasts, you've referred to human compliance multiple times, and I'd like to first start by asking you, can you expand on that? Sure. This is at the center of everything we do and are trying to do, and it's something that has been close to my heart for many years. Back to the days when I was in a role of supporting a, a global trading floor and being crucified every time there was recordings lost or we couldn't find the data. The problem has been exacerbated, as I've said, by all that's happened to communications during and following the pandemic, the rapid advancement of of digital. The focus on capturing devices and modalities is outmoded and indeed was never the answer. The regulation demands compliance around in-scope individuals and the communications they use and not the other way around. So very human compliance approach is vastly different. And it's a unique approach in that it not only supports compliance capture holistically across the devices and channels, but also enables us to shift the focus from technology to the alignment, visualization and processing of data around people. It's about stop saying stop saying there's a voice team and there's a video team and there's a chat team. Bring the communications around the individual, understand the individual and everything they do. And that's what we mean by human compliance. So I have to ask you, are communications within corporations seen as that siloed? They don't understand that it's the human element and not the communications tool? 
I, I, I think it's unfair to say that they see themselves. It's that's the reality. I, I think again, some of the banks, more of the banks, are moving towards that. But <laughs> it's it's the human nature. You've got guys that have been involved in one piece of technology for many years. You've got people that've been in the voice team, or been in the email team, or been in the IM team. They're also looking out for their jobs. People do. People are sitting there going, "I've got my world. I want to do my world." So that when you actually try and link it all together, be that the litigation holds even, you're actually going to three or four or five different repositories. So it is out there. I don't think people are meaning to, but the reality is it's still there. And I don't think compliance necessarily understand that that complexity is still sitting there within IT organizations. Phil, for those who might not even understand at this point, can you explain the difference in a compliance communications platform as opposed to a fully-fledged surveillance platform? Yeah, I, I think I did mention in a previous thing, look, we are, we're definitely not a communications surveillance platform. We are what we'd like to call ourselves a communications compliance platform. And we believe that we can be a major asset to the surveillance platforms rather than what we've historically been seen at, which is just an ingestion point. We see our new role as capturing, analyzing, and then visualizing. And I say visualizing is really important and reporting on this, what I, the data completeness, data integrity, and data control for all the communications that we ingest. And just to reinforce, that includes all modalities and major communications collaborations. So it's not just the voice communications, chat, text. It's on Teams. It's Zoom. It's Symfony, the major dealable platforms like IPC, BT. We can record it all. And then you add in mobile. So mobile's been there for years. The first mobile phones came along in 92. And we only really started dealing with mobile phones and worrying about compliance with Dodd-Frank. So it's crazy, but we need to be able to pass all that data onto surveillance platforms that will align then to the client, market, and trade data. So as I, I mentioned previously, we become a sort of monitoring or pre-surveillance, creating true value for all parties. What does all this mean to the IT teams that you and, frankly, the company have traditionally supported? Obviously, IT has been our historical buyer of the solutions. Uh, and absolutely. And whilst we see an enormous untapped value, which we've been talking about for the, for the risk and compliance teams, at the end of the day, we are a technology. And in a racy model, IT remain responsible and accountable for the technology. But I firmly believe absolutely that compliance must now be influencers in that decision. They understand their compliance model. IT don't. But what we need to deliver to IT, we also need to deliver is a revolution. Decisions that they make must be around the risk to the organization, not around a failure of a technology. So I, I probably take a, one of the oldest examples of this. It's like when a voice recorder fails, there needs to actually be two checkpoints, not just one. It used to be. So firstly, if the solution is built as a 2N redundant solution, then the legacy and this happens so many times. Unnecessary panic escalation no longer needs to occur. IT remain in control and executives are informed of a minor risk with automated updates. 
However, if there is a failure and conversations are lost, then IT need the ability to immediately identify size, scale and detail of whose calls were lost. Were people under litigation hold or under investigation with these calls were lost? If they were, the response and risk is heightened. IT need to understand the interlinking between the technology and in particular changes or drift in that data, all of which create greater risk. IT will remain at the forefront of our thinking. Bill, I'm going to ask you to turn your head now to, and I'm going to call it mid-century, 2030. You may even see it as 2025, given the <laughs> speed at which change is occurring. But what do you see down the road? Well, I've always thought this is a tough question, and you're right, Tom. This has got so much tougher. Technology is now moving so fast that it, it very difficult. It's very soon the future becomes the present. You almost start saying, I'm going to plan this and it's already there. What I firmly believe, though, and it's not so much what I see, but what I believe needs to happen is that vendors' technologies need to align into IT strategically. It's no, it can't be a buy-sell relationship. It has to be a partnership. And that partnership then has to align strategically with the compliance teams. So again, it's not vendor IT compliance. Everybody needs to work towards the single goal. Take away the misery from all the different teams trying to create a sustainable compliance environment. Um, I believe that vendors should and ultimately will become part of the solution, not part of the problem. Compliance must become easy or at least easier and it will do through the use of generative AI and ML and large language. Models. That, as I said, is, is that the future or is that now the present? It's definitely the present, but is that present with compliance? That's the next question, right? But ultimately, the technology's got to make people's lives easier. The increased data that I mentioned before, <coughs> the increased ways of communicating, it becomes harder and harder. So the job is and where the future has got to be it's got to become easier. And I think generative AI will definitely make it that. But it will also create its own problems because you've then got how do you manage and monitor those policies? So we've seen this dramatic rise in AI, and this is going to play a huge role in the ability to understand and analyze the data in a smarter, more compliant way. And I say compliant way, as I said, it isn't there yet. And there's a lot of work to do on the analysis visualization and control because this just becomes another port in the storm and another way to ensure that <clears throat> you manage proactively you don't you accentuate the negative but you create massive insights from this and i think it's a really exciting place to be and i hope i'm still around there while it happens well phil i for one certainly will second that because i hope i get the chance to visit with you down the road about this Unfortunately, we are near the we are at the end of our five part series and we're at the end of this episode. Before we leave, I wanted to ask you if our listeners wanted more information on Verant or the topics we've touched on, what might be the best place for them to go? Certainly, Tom. Without doubt, it is the Verant website and com. We have a, an area specifically dedicated for the financial markets where we talk about all these technologies, where we are in the space, be it capture, be it the analytics, the transcriptions, the movement forward of 4 D and human compliance, but everything can be found there. 
Phil, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me on this series. Uh, I have learned a lot. I know our listeners will also learn a lot, and I hope we can continue this conversation. Thank you very much, Tom. It's been a pleasure. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this special five-part podcast series sponsored by Varent. I also hope you will check out Varent at its website, www.varent.com. You'd like to have a five-part podcast series for your company? Please contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This special five-part podcast series has been a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.